0: You got anything on your chest besides your chin? You better get it off.
1: All right, then you asked for it.
0: Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free for all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Nimer.
2: Good afternoon and welcome to this free for all Friday. The one, the original free for all Friday. And as always, we have a lot to talk about today. And I have a few things to say about the latest nasty guidance on AstraZeneca, which came out late yesterday afternoon, and I'm sure is throwing a lot of people into a bit of a tizzy. Either they are regretting their previous decision or maybe thinking they should change their minds for an upcoming appointment. So here's what I have to say. Number one, don't stress. Either a second dose of AstraZeneca or a second dose of an mRNA vaccine will protect you very well. Uh, we knew about the reasons that Nancy made the recommendation they did, that you should take, that it is preferred to take a second dose of Pfizer or Moderna. We've been talking about that here on this show for well over a month. It first came up with Dr. Peter uni. uh when it was kind of theoretical, that maybe taking two different ones might protect you a little better. And then we talked about it, there were two very small Spanish studies. So bottom line, speaking for myself, speaking for people who listen to the show, they certainly were able to take that into account when making their decision. Now, Last week, when we talked about this, last week, the guidance was, if you had a first dose of AstraZeneca, what do you want? Make your own decision. And most people called and said they wanted a second dose of AstraZeneca. Uh, So um, that was a good decision. So my question to you is that if your second shot is upcoming, are you changing your mind because of this guidance? Or what do you think about the whole thing? Um this whole thing just gives me, personally, less confidence in that. Because if you are a healthcare professional, uh, you know, I know that they're driven by the science, but there are people here. And you don't do things in such a way to make people more anxious and confused, which is exactly what they have done from the beginning of the piece when it comes to AstraZeneca. Uh, there's a lot of information out there. So again, which, whatever you choose, whatever you've done, don't stress it. Uh, it. My family and I, we all now have had second shots of AstraZeneca except for Marilyn, who had uh, the Pfizer vaccine, because she's 80 years old and was among the first to get vaccinated. So, uh, And I don't regret this at all. I am really happy that uh, I have a second vaccination and that one week from Monday, I will be fully immunized, according to it. Now, the lines are full so we're going to get right there. I will give the numbers again, especially if you have anything to say about this AstraZeneca flip flop or whatever you want to call it. 416 3600740, toll free 1 866 740 And let us go to Jan in Guelph. Hello, Jan. Hello, Libby. Um, I just
3: uh, it's nothing to do with AstraZeneca. Sure, but go I ahead. I heard on the news this morning that they're going, they're thinking of paying people who don't want the vaccine at all 50 or 100 dollars to get the vaccine. Now, I'm not talking who's about they? Who's who come, they,
2: Jen? Pardon, who is they? You say they. Hey,
3: I'm sorry, I didn't get who it was on the news, but I know I heard it on the news.
2: Okay, well, well, let me
3: anyway. Let me let
2: me just clarify cuz it's important. When you say they, you make it sound like it's the government. It is a company, a timber company, and uh it wants to pay employees and contractors at sites across Quebec and Ontario to get vaccinated. So it's it's a private company, but go ahead uh, about your opinion on it. So it's not like it's the government using our taxpayers' money to, oh, to no, pay no. people.
3: But whoever, anyway, I think it's very wrong. I think these people who don't want the vaccine should take the consequence of it, and I really think that if they get COVID, maybe
2: they shouldn't be uh, treated. Because oh well, they, that's that's kind of harsh. Their choice. Well, yeah, but, you know, when when people are running a workplace, they have other considerations. And, and this is, you know, th- this is something that all employers are grappling with and they want their employees to be vaccinated. So the workplace will be f- safe. So, first of all, employers are legally bound to provide a safe workplace? Yeah. And is it unsafe if there are some people who are not vaccinated? Are you allowed to tell somebody who's not vaccinated that they can't come back to work? I mean, presumably, if they can work from home, it's not a huge issue, though, you know, it's it we're getting to the point where for certain things, people sh- have to come back to the office. Right, uh, And uh, what about the other employees if they don't feel safe, if they know that the person in the cubicle next to them is not vaccinated? So so employers uh, have a lot, it, they have a lot to worry about. And, and, you know, my understanding of it legally, and it's something we've talked about and something we should talk about more. It's kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't. Uh, you know, you can... Be said to be discriminating against certain people if you provide fifty bucks to somebody to get vaccinated, and the person who did it on their own, like where's their fifty bucks? That's right. Uh, so but, there's all kinds could of you to get people of, of, to deliberately say no just to get fifty dollars. <laughs> if if it, it's a, it's a minefield yeah. anyway you look at it, and, and the one government thing that I, I heard of in Alberta they're having a lottery. So that that you go into the lottery, you can win a million bucks. (sighs) There you go. But, uh, you know, I think the lineups that we're seeing outside of these mass vaccination sites and, and all the to and fro, I think one thing it shows is that, you know what? People want to be vaccinated. That's right.
3: Okay, thank you then, Libby. I'll okay. listen to the rest of the show and see what
2: anybody else has to say. Okay, thanks for that. Okay, let's go to Ron in Guelph. Hi, Ron. Oh, well, Libby, thanks for taking my call. <clears throat> well, originally,
4: uh, yesterday you changed the subject about travel, and I wanted to talk about the differences between Ontario and Quebec and their health public health care systems, but uh, leave that for another time. What My subject today I want to talk about, which is very important right now, is Um, I would rather educate than eradicate when it comes to naming universities, statues, everything else. Um, As I said, this is starting to get kind of crazy, isn't it? Uh, Uh,
2: Well, you know what? Uh, I think that all of this debate, actually, is educating people. Because, you know what? Um, My observation and I'm guilty of this, too, even though I studied history as a student, is that I could go by most of these places a thousand times without getting a, giving a second thought to who was that person who this is named after. So well, I, mean, I yeah, think I mean, the debates are uh, having us have a look at history, reevaluating history, uh, and you know what? We have to come to terms with the fact that that there are dark sides to people who also did good things. But I think it, it, you know the fact that we are having a debate and and hearing about things that we probably never heard about in school—that's a good thing
4: well, I mean it it comes back to as I said educate rest. I mean what what's what's crazy about this thing? I can bring this thing right up to the credit like I'd go with Edward Cornwallis in Halifax, um Henry Dundas they want to change Dundas Street, Dundas County, uh, Peter Russell in Toronto, Russell where my family came from, so through Ottawa, and let's go up into newer history with Mackenzie King, and um at that time in the late 30s, um, I mean, you probably know this from yeah. fact, Mackenzie King refused to allow a shipload of Jews, uh, the, a ship to uh, Mount St. Louis, I guess, to land this... in Canada and ended up going back to Germany. Now, so this was, a, this was normal practice back then uh, to discriminate against Jews. Was it right? Of course not. It was absolutely wrong. Do we destroy everything about Mackenzie King? that he did because of one wrong thing.
2: Well, you know, um it's it's interesting that you mentioned that. I do not have fond feelings for Mackenzie King. Uh, uh you know, and and but this this part of it was well known and you know, there are, I'm trying to think of how many things we have named after Mackenzie King, you know, not that many anymore. There are some streets in Ottawa uh I don't want to say because I'm going to be corrected some schools, but yeah, you're right. But that, that, uh, that episode and uh, he basically said none is too many. It wasn't just the one ship, Uh, you know, um, that's well well known this. Well, I mean,
4: it's, we we're going into, I mean, before Mackenzie King, we're talking about Ryerson. Well, what I think a lot of people, yes. uh, Were they wrong? This was, I guess during the day, Peter Russell had a slave. This is the early 1800s and Dundas. This was normal uh, practice back in the day, normal. and so, yeah, we recognize it' wrong, but I want to step into um, the late night or the 1990s and right into the present. I'm going to make a blatant statement. To say that uh, all Ron, Ron,
2: Ron, we've been talking to you for a long time, so why don't you save the next one? I hear you, and uh, we have a lot of other calls, so um, let us go to Claire in Mississauga. Hi, Claire. Hi, Libby. Thank you for taking my call. You're very welcome.
5: Um, to follow up more on the uh, uh, your program yesterday, and I just missed you by a few seconds, but um, regarding vaccines and travel, we have a little bit of an interesting situation in our family. My grandson and his wife live in Dubai with their children, and they initially got the were given the uh, vaccine. They both received the Sinopharm, and they received also their second dose. Uh, so now they normally look forward to coming back to Canada and the states. Ron, my grandson, is Canadian. Kristen, his wife. Is American, so of course uh, the situation wasn't looking too good with the Chinese vaccine. So their antibody turned out to be low because they had them checked. So they have since had to have the Pfizer, and they've now had two doses of it in order to hopefully travel here.
2: Well, you know, you bring up a very interesting point, and we got the first taste of it with with the news that, you know, you can't go to the Springsteen concert in New York next yeah. week if yeah. you've got AstraZeneca. So there's going to be all of this. Now, I think when it comes to AstraZeneca, that's going to be sorted out pretty quickly, mm-hmm. as I said, because... You know what? Uh, New York especially uh, relies a lot on tourism tourism. and and it's two million of us Canadians who've had AstraZeneca, which is considered to be very effective, plus tens of millions of British people. But the Chinese vaccine, the Russian Sputnik vaccine, I don't know when people are going to recognize those. And it's interesting that you tell me that their antibodies were low because they had them checked. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, and, yeah. and frankly, in Dubai, it's probably a lot easier to get that sorted out than it, than it is here. I, I don't know if people who have two shots of AstraZeneca are going to say, hey, I want, an, I, I want to go with the mRNA. I, I don't I think know. that's necessary for the moment.
5: I know I know it was just of interest though I thought here just in my little family so to speak you know Well this, you
2: know what it is it is very much of interest and and I think that you are right that if if they had just stuck with the Chinese vaccine they wouldn't have been able to come they wouldn't home Wouldn't have been
5: able to come back no and they they've still got fairly severe um quarantine restrictions they um Kristen particularly they're world travelers anyway uh in their jobs, Libby, and uh, they still require them to quarantine in a hotel at the moment for three days, and then to the home they're going to, they have to have a room with a separate bathroom for about five days.
2: Yep. Uh, I mean, uh, yes, we we hear and we will be dealing this uh, with this on yeah. on Monday that that we are going to get an announcement of modified restrictions for fully vaccinated people on Monday. Yeah. But I think what that's going to mean is that you won't have to go to a hotel if you're you're going to get tested at the airport and yeah. you will have to go home. There yes, and self isolate there while you await the results, and you might have to quarantine i don 't know if you 'll be able to leave your quarantine at home after the one negative test, or you'll have to still self-isolate. Yeah, I don't know. It is a consideration, especially when you're on limited time on a
5: you know, vacation. And,
2: uh, well, you have to make the calculation. Is it is it right. worth it uh, for you, for instance? Yeah. I wouldn't go somewhere where I had to do that. I just do not have the time. No, I'm sure not. Anyway, I just thought you'd be interested. Okay, I am, actually. And thanks for your call, Claire. Thank you, Libby. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right. Uh, It's time for a break. I'm going to give the numbers out before we go to break. So far, we've had a couple of issues. And uh, they are, of course, the whole vaccine thing, the entire changes of guidance on AstraZeneca. I still haven't heard from anybody uh, who's taking that shot, you know, and the question is, what do you think of all these changes? And also, are you changing your mind about what to do about a second dose if you haven't had one yet? Uh, you know, my I'm I'm obviously not a doctor, but I, I am pretty well on top of this stuff, and I can tell Tell you, I certainly don't regret taking two doses of AstraZeneca. We've heard from a caller whose family got the Chinese vaccine and then revaccinated because that wasn't going to be accepted. And, you know, we are going to have certainly a summer full of all these changes and, and uh, twists and turns. So before we go to break, the numbers 416 360 toll-free one eight six six 866 740 740. And we also talked about uh, renaming the university in Kingston. They moved the statue of Sir John A. MacDonald. They didn't get rid of it. They're just moving it. Uh, so all of that when we come back on the other side of the break.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.
2: Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday. I'm going to get right to the phones. We have Beverly in Georgetown. Hi, Beverly. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm okay. I'm good. Um,
6: so um, my question is, um, if you have autoimmune and you are not vaccinated, and you're with a group of people, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's in an outing with other people, who would be at risk, the people who are vaccinated or the person who's unvaccinated?
2: Uh, well, they're they're probably uh, both a little bit at risk uh, to a certain extent, but the person who is unvaccinated is probably, you know, I mean, I don't know if everybody is vaccinated there. I mean, the thing is that the the vaccines are not a hundred percent; they are not foolproof. Right. What they are just about a hundred percent at is, is that they pre- prevent severe illness. So right. you can still get it uh, if you are vaccinated presumably it it'll be a mild case mm-hmm. uh, and you should probably ask a doctor about that level of risk for somebody who has an autoimmune disease cuz i got to tell you i don't really know yes because i was i was really sick
6: i have celiac and i was really sick for 15 years five hospitalizations and 10 doctors before i was diagnosed and i've enjoyed good health for 14 years and i'm very very nervous about getting an injection that might do something, well, it does something to your immune system. And it, it's pretty scary for me,
2: too. Well, have you talked to a
6: doctor? I have. And he said, I think you'll be okay, but there's no guarantee.
2: Well, um, maybe you need to talk to uh, another doctor. Or an immunologist. Or, an or immunologist. Somebody, somebody else. I mean, you know, the, and, and then you'll have to make a decision. Yes. Okay. Good um, luck with
6: that. Thank you so much, Libby. Okay, Have thank a good you.
2: Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, Catherine in Waterloo. Hi, Catherine. Hello, Libby. Yeah, I, I'd like to know why nobody
7: mentions the Queen involved with these residential schools.
2: Queen uh, Victoria.
7: Yes, Victoria. And be, because uh, we expect a, an apology from the Pope, why not
2: the Queen? Uh well, uh, the Pope because the the Catholic yeah. orders were directly running those schools, and if uh, if if we're finding things like unmarked graves, it was uh, the Catholic religious who were running the schools who actually buried them that way.
7: But wouldn't so the Queen Victoria m- make the order.
2: Um, Uh, I mean, ultimately, she she's responsible for what happened before Confederation. Yeah, I don't think you know, I I have to relook up when there was actually a system of residential schools. I don't think it was before Confederation, though they existed. Uh, And uh, sure, Queen Victoria presided over a lot of colonialism. But, uh, you know, it's it's not a direct thing, and 60% of the residential schools were run by orders of the Catholic Church. So, for whatever happened on those premises, whatever order ran it, and I know uh, some of them were run by the Oblates, uh, you know, they're the people that did it, and that's why people want an apology from the Pope.
7: Yeah. because uh, Weren't we British subjects
2: back then? Yep. Yeah. And we're uh, members of the Commonwealth. We were British subjects for a very long time. Uh Anyway, Catherine, thank you for your call. You're welcome. I'm going to give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740. Toll free 1-866-740-4740. And we've got Franca in Oakville. Hi, Franca. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, it's just
8: a question. Um, so the fact is that you have to have two vaccines, uh, well, be fully vaccinated in order to be able to travel. So has Trudeau had two? Because from what I recall, he only had one vaccine.
2: I think he only had one. I don't know. Maybe he had a a second one. But you know what? Um, Out of all the things to get on his case about, you know, I think if 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 there are special rules for the prime minister traveling, uh, that doesn't surprise me. And it, uh, it doesn't really bother me. I mean, he did at least make a show of going to a quarantine hotel like the rest of us. He was yeah. only there for a few hours, and he's self-isolating. Um, so. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I am a Trudel fan. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. I'm not
8: bashing him. I'm just saying, like, well, why is it that it, you know, rules are for one and not the other? Just like uh, Christine Elliott herself, who... Her face seems to be
2: totally Botox. Okay, Franca, we, have- we don't we 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 don't really need to get to get into that. What you think about her face? We don't talk about. I mean, that's not fair. I don't think yeah. so. Franca, thanks for your call. You're Thank a Trudeau you. fan, uh, and I'm not entirely sure, but I think he only had one dose. Okay, where are we going from here? Okay, um, Simone in Parkdale. Hi, Simone. Hi there. I have a beef
3: with Jagmeet Singh. That's what I wanted to call about. Okay, go ahead. I'm mad at him. He, you know, when the the, the tragic killing of the four members of a Muslim family a while back, he got on his soapbox and started calling all Canadians racist. And, you know, this is the guy that said that Christians shouldn't hold uh, be a leader of a political party in Canada. He should take care of his own discrimination, attitude, discriminating yeah, attitudes. And, you know, he whose family came here uh, to benefit from a country based on their Judeo-Christian ethics, so I think he's way out of
2: line by calling everybody racist. Well, he 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 was uh, in that particular uh, in that particular speech, which I heard, I thought it was it was way over the top. He where he said, uh, you know, that people who are visibly Muslims they can't walk down the street because they'll be killed. I thought that was completely over the top. Perhaps he was emotional. Uh, perhaps it was calculated. Who knows? But uh yeah, a lot of people were in, w- inferred from that, that he was calling everybody racist. It was definitely over the top, my opinion. And uh Simone, we have your opinion on that too. Thank you so much for your call. Is anybody... That happened uh, uh, about a week ago, so... Uh, a week is a, li- it's a lifetime in politics, and you know what? It's a lifetime on Free For All Friday. Are, are people still miffed about that? The number's to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 Let's go to Joe in Mississauga. Hello, Joe. Hi, Libby. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you. Uh, first of all, I just want to say how much I appreciate how
1: much work you do for— um, for all the seniors and the senior homes and all that, and all your shows about all that. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I got my second shot of uh, AstraZeneca last week, and I got my first one in uh, in March, and I'm I'm fine with that. The same way you are. I the only thing that that really troubles me is that um, just there's been about like six different chapters of, of AstraZeneca. First, you know with the blood clotting and then also then they, you know, when it expired and then they said that you could take it another month after that, which is fine. Cause I think, you know, it's not going to expire that date and it's going to be no good that day. Of course that, you know, I, I never believed that in the first place, but now when they're just saying about getting a second shot, maybe Moderna or Pfizer. And then uh, Mayor Tory was saying that uh, he had the first shot of AZ. Now he was going to talk to his doctor before he gets a second shot. Well, he should just go get the AZ as well. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm just, I'm just, just disturbed by all the confusion all the time because it's it's a different story all the time with with the AstraZeneca that that's basically what what my uh
2: okay my you know what is. so it's there is uh new information about this all the time because it's so new but you know in this case, honestly, the way that this information has rolled out, I blame that panel because yeah. they they wait till just after somebody has made decisions and put the information out in a way that is frankly going to upset people. And yeah, you know, I, I don't you know, think it's necessary because at every step of the way, uh, they, they, they could have made the call a little bit sooner. Yeah. And,
1: you're right about that because, you know, yesterday I was out in the patio for the first time and I, I still, um, I'm 64 and I still hang out with my friends that I grew up with and we golf together. And, uh, We've got a group maybe about four or five of us anyway we're um uh, they they all are in the same boat they they have they just recently got their second shot of a z two and we were sitting around having a beer yesterday on the patio and everybody was fine with it, even though that news had come out yesterday and we' are you know all same they they all feel the same way I do, but what you just said is right, just about you know the way they presented it and all that just starts to and people who worry a lot are going to worry more. And I personally don't. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm like I'm like you. I'm happy I got it, and I'm that's sad, that, you know. Well,
2: and and you know what? Uh, for people who've been listening to this show, as I mentioned, this uh, idea, or that there's now more evidence for that that mixing. The shots can give you a little better protection. And, and you know what? It's that's, you know, it's been tested a little bit in the real world, but you know, a lot of it is also, it's an average and it's theoretical. We first heard about that. Uh, I can't remember exactly when, but over a month for sure. Yeah. We first heard about it as kind of speculation and I kept talking to people about it. And then there were some small studies. So I'm thinking that at least for our listeners, they took that into account. I took it into account when I made my decision. And, and you know, finally, Nassie comes out and makes this recommendation. I, I just think, you know what, the following the science and waiting till you're sure is one thing. But when you are making recommendations for people, you have to take the people into account. And I don't think they have. And uh I Again, agree. happy with the decision. I'm happy that you are happy with the decision. Yeah. Okay. Thank so you, far, lady. so good. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Julius in Scarborough. Hi, Julius.
4: Well, good afternoon, Miss Nimer. Before I hit on my uh,
2: quick topic, can I make a, a quick uh, comment?
4: Go ahead. As far as I know, I'm not a racist. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, now, my uh, call is about uh, this lady uh, MP that switched parties from the Green to the Liberals, Miss mm-hmm. Atwin. Mm-hmm. I find this very, very uh, troublesome and, and and worrisome, because people vote for you in your party, and then you go and switch to another one. I didn't vote for that party. I voted for you in that party. I know uh, that, that this is you know most—I'm I'm, I'm surprised it's allowed, actually.
2: Well— it, it happens, you know, fairly frequently, yeah, and and, and people who do it often get punished at the ballot box the next time around. So the in question I, in is...
4: In my opinion, they should resign and run again.
2: Okay, well, the rules are they, they can cl- cross the floor, and, you know, mostly people don't either, you know, they... They're not necessarily that successful. We had had David Emerson, who was in cabinet after crossing the floor. Um, th- there's uh, this woman, what's her name, Al- Aleva, who crossed from the Liberals to the Conservatives, and she got a critic job. And we'll see what happens with Jenica Atwin. Well, I mean, she it, made it won't some. come
4: to a good end. I guarantee you that.
2: Well, yeah. So, so we, we'll we'll I... we'll see what happens to her. Let me give the numbers out again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Lily in Woodbridge. Hi, Lily. Hi, Libby.
9: Thank you for taking my call. I love your show. Thank you. Okay, my comment today is regarding COVID uh, vaccine. I did mine in April, and I'm trying to book my second one. It's very difficult, as you all know. Um, the thing that bothers me the most is uh, the, every two, three days or every week, they keep on moving it up, saying those that had their shot on or before mine was able, now we're already into May. Uh, people are still waiting for, like me, I'm still waiting for mine, and yet they're advancing every every two, three days, like you know, moving it up, like people that had, not to May, people that had theirs in May. Is,
2: is your problem uh, the booking site, the provincial booking site?
9: Yeah, I'm trying everything. You know, the one in New York.
2: Have you tried uh, some pharmacies? I don't know what yes, shot. I put my name on a waiting list there, too. It's like, it's so frustrating. And you know, and like, you know what? Here's something we have not discussed yet that, that I find very disturbing and lacking in common courtesy, because... There are a fair percentage of these appointments that are no-shows. And that apparently is because people are booking, some people are booking multiple sites to see, you know, where their best, most convenient appointment is going to be. And then they don't bother canceling. And as a matter of fact, Chief Matthew Pegg, who we've talked to on the show many times, he's pleading with people, you know what? If you're if you're if you're not gonna go to an appointment, cancel it because yeah. then somebody else can have a chance. So yeah. I wanna put that out there for people. It's just it's it's more than inconsiderate yes. because this is a life-saving thing and you have people spending hours and not being successful in booking. So if if you were clever enough or fast enough to book multiple appointments, you're obviously only going to go to one, cancel the appointments you're not going to, because it's, it's just not right. Yeah, because I'm 68 years old, and I want to get this thing done. But yet, every now I
9: heard yesterday, people that had their shots on or before May, the, I think was the 19th, I heard now, can start booking. I go, what about that? I'm still in April. I had mine
2: in April and I can't get an appointment. Well, um, maybe if there's somebody who can help you with the booking, that would be helpful. I wish you all the best, Lily, and thank you for pointing that out. Oh, you're welcome. Have a good day. Stay thank safe. you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. It's time for another break. Let me give the numbers out again 416 3600740, toll free 1 866. 740-4740. It's a free-for-all Friday. Tell me whatever is on your mind, and we'll be back after the break.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer, a free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Nimer.
2: Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. And I am about to take a call from someone whose call I could not get to yesterday. And I am very glad, Marion, in Mimico, that you are calling back. And this is a very serious thing. And I think we all need to hear you. How are you doing?
10: I'm doing fine, Libby, and it took a a bit to make this call, but I certainly hope the gentleman who phoned in yesterday and, in my opinion, seemed to brag about the fact he was out of Canada for a month, and when questioned at the border, he told him something about human rights or whatever and walked away scot-free. I would just like to, as I repeat, hope he's listening, to say that my husband passed away on the 2nd of November.
2: I'm so sorry.
10: Thank you, Libby. Our family are all out of town, and we haven't, because we're honest people who obey the law, haven't been able to have a funeral yet. And I'm wondering how he would feel about that.
2: Yeah, he he did sound like he was bragging about uh, avoiding the quarantine hotel. And And what? And he probably didn't respect the quarantine when he got to his house either. That'd be my guess.
10: So what message does that give everybody when we're all trying so hard and almost looking at a finish
2: line? Well, you know what? Like you said, uh, you and your family, and I'm so sorry for what you're going through, are law abiding and considerate of other people and i don't think that that comes from your own values and it doesn't come from what somebody else is is doing and there're always going to be people who break the rules get around the rules and uh you know what can thank i you. say about it but thank you and it's our hearts what's in our hearts that counts and again you know th- this is this is one of the terrible things that that happened because of COVID. And I hope that you get to see your family soon and you get to memorialize your husband in, in a way that um, helps you in your grieving. Thank you. It's on our list, to-do list. Okay. Thank Ma- you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Marion in Mimico. Let's go to Rita in Hamilton. Hi, Rita. Hi, Libby. I'm a first-time caller. Oh. There you go. Welcome. Thank
7: you. Um, I'm just calling about the whole booking system. It seems so terribly erratic, Mm -hmm. depending on where you are. I personally didn't have a problem, but I have two friends who were having difficulty. One lives in Hamilton, the other lives in Kitchener. And what they ended up doing was just walking into a pharmacy Asking if they were taking any walk-ins, and in both cases, they were not taking them that day, but they gave them an appointment for the very next day, both of them.
2: Well, exactly. And, you know, as I, I've I've told people, I, I was off on Monday, we had appointments for our second shots, those appointments were not easy to get. And I came home and I, you know, I posted the photograph on Instagram. And and then some of the other people that are my Instagram friends or whatever, you know, I started to hear from people who said, Uh, You know, I walked into a pharmacy. They were just doing a pop-up with walk-ins. I got my shot. No appointment needed. And it's you throw your hands up. I know. It's crazy. The whole system is just crazy. (laughs) Well, you know what? The, 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 the numbers are telling the tale. And finally, after a terrible start to this, a terrible start, we are doing really, really well. We are leading the world with first doses and we're getting there with second I doses. Know. We're vaccinating a lot of people every day. So I have to give credit to the authorities that are doing this. It's local authorities that are getting this done. And of course, it depends on supply. And the only people I'm not giving credit to today are Nassie. Oh, I
7: know. I, that has been such a flip-flop. It's just crazy. It, it's, it's so annoying, you know. I mean, it's, it's a different, different information every day, and you don't know, like, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. I really don't. Okay,
2: Rita, thank you. Thank you very much, Libby. Have a good day. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Daryl in Toronto. Hello, Daryl. Hi, how are you doing today? Fine, how are you? I'm hanging in.
1: So I was just wandering back to the topic of AstraZenophobia, Um <laughs> That's a good word. I like that. You can use it. Um, now, considering if two months down the line, the real-life you know, evidence shows that mixing the mRNA and the AstraZeneca uh, gives you even better protection would you not consider after everyone else has been vaccinated, getting a shot of one of the R or the MRNAs just to boost it even further? Uh,
2: Well, if I, if I need a booster shot, uh, you know, I, there are people who are saying that we will be needing a third shot, that they're probably going to change the formulations of everything a little bit because there, there may be new variants. You know, I think, I am very well protected, or I will be a week Monday when I'm fully vaccinated. And unlike, you know, one of our first callers who said her relatives who got the Chinese vaccine revaccinated, I don't think it's necessary. And unless, you know, there there was some reason like not being able to travel somewhere I wanted to go, but I think that's going to be sorted out. You know, I just don't think it's necessary. Because if you look at the differences in the efficacy, it's, you know, it's, it's a percentage in a trial or in some of the real world things. So, so that's what I'm thinking, but I, I honestly do believe that we're all going to need a booster, a third shot. I'm not sure when, and we'll deal with it then. And when we get that third shot, it's probably going to be Pfizer-Moderna.
1: Right. Okay. Also, I'd like to invite that gentleman from uh, I guess yesterday, who's proud of uh, not being quarantined or whatever, and his, his human rights. Um, I'd like to invite him to phone back and leave his name and number so that the authorities can contact him.
2: Okay, <laughs> I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he's really wanting to do that. You know, they they raised the fine apparently to over five thousand dollars. So. Uh, so. Let him let him let him fight for his humanity. Okay. Thank you, Daryl. All
1: right, everyone have a good weekend. I got my Pfizer, my second one last Friday, so one week from now.
2: Good for you. One week from now.
1: Yeah. Okay. Everyone be well.
2: Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Alda in Toronto. Hi, Alda. Hi. I can Alda, I can't hear you. Hello? How are yes, you? Yes, there you are. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm
8: fine. Uh, Thank yeah. you. Um I just want to. Uh, I, I'm I'm in the same boat as that uh, caller, uh, Lillian. She called you. I've been trying for two weeks now to try to get my second dose, which I got on April 3rd. And oh, the I, first
2: one you got on April the 3rd.
8: Yeah. Oh yeah, the first one I got on April 3rd, and I'm trying to get my second one. And I've been calling like two weeks now. And there's never an appointment, never an appointment. And I got it at the Toronto Convention Center. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then they say, okay, we do have an appointment for you if you want to go. It's in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Another one was in Barrie. Another one was in Alliston. It's all over the province except the one that I want to go to in Toronto. And I'm just so frustrated. And I don't know what to do. I don't know. I they just telling me, keep calling, keep calling. And, yeah, are, so I'm are in you on the same
2: boat as her. Are you going online or are you calling? No, I'm calling. Hmm. I'm calling. Can I you go online? A, a what? Can you go online? Do you have the wherewithal yeah. to go online? Well, I've, uh, no, not really.
8: Oh. Uh, I'm eight years old, and I, I'm not sure how to do that online. I always get frustrated. and uh, But I've been calling every single day, and... And I've called this morning, and they wanted me to go to uh, uh, New Tucumseh. New, 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 New it's somewhere close to Barrie, anyway. <laughs> uh, so what's going on here? It's like, Do you... I don't understand why they don't. And they, and they just reported on the, I saw it on the news, that 30,000. Uh, Moderna shots. To start on June 21st. And I asked them about it, and they said, well, no, we don't know anything about that. We don't know. That might, be
2: a, that might be a city pop-up. So what I would suggest to you uh, is to check about the pop-up clinics. And also, have you checked pharmacies? Pharmacies, yes. They, they,
8: they have my name on the list, but oh. uh, they have never called me back. And it was the same thing. Uh, my daughter, to get her first one, she was trying to do that, too. till eventually, she called, I, and she got a, an appointment as a Downview Hanger. Uh, so now she's, she's going to be, uh, doing her, her second shot. So she, and I told her, I said, Oh, I don't know what's, what's going to happen, but, uh.
2: Why don't you ask your daughter to try to book it for you online? See if she has maybe better I'll luck. That. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would do that. I don't know if. Sorry. I mean, it's probably the same pool, but it's, it's just a matter of, you know, you happen to get on at the right time. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've heard the same story from a lot of people. They, they get availability somewhere that is very hard for them to get to and they keep trying and eventually boom. <laughs> there, there'll well, be an appointment at the convention center or whatever, wherever. Yeah. Uh, you know, off the top of my head, I don't know the rules for all the pop-ups. I know there's, people are lining up. It's well, also not easy. I can't stand easy. in line.
8: My legs are very bad. I got arthritis in my leg. I can't stand for very long, and uh, it's
2: just... Well, I know it's That's it's all. frustrating. I just wish you all the best, and if you're yeah. on the waiting list for some pharmacies, hopefully that well, comes i I'm,
8: I'm I'm due... I have an appointment for the for my second dosage on July the twenty
2: fourth. No, but you'll get but they they one were before then. You
8: could get it earlier, right?
2: So that's I'm what I'm sure I that to do. you. I'm sure you'll be able to get it earlier. Honestly, yeah. I, and I wish you all the best. See if your daughter can help you.
8: Okay. Thank you.
2: Okay. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. Right. Let's go to Ray in Vaughn. Hello, Ray.
1: Hi, Libby. I'm just commenting on uh, what Jagman Singh said there. I didn't like that he said everybody in Canada was racist. And another thing, I wonder what the NDP think about that.
2: Well, uh, he didn't quite say that. Uh, Like I said, that whole speech to me was over the top. It was. Uh, It was over the top, and it probably made some people feel better, and it probably made a lot of people feel worse. And, uh, you know, if people... After this attack, we're feeling fearful having a party leader get up and say you can't walk down the street without being killed. If you're wearing a hijab, well, that I don't think that make them feel very good either. So and it's not true.
1: I mean, uh, I just didn't think it was very nice. That's all.
2: Yeah. uh, So it remains to be seen. Is that something that will help or hurt Jagmeet Singh remains to be seen?
1: Don't don't worry. There'll be a lot of people bringing that up when the federal election comes.
2: Okay, well, if they remember, they'll be bringing it up. It's, uh, it's, it's hard to know what people will remember. Um, Debbie in Toronto. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Libby. I'm angry
10: at Jenica Axon's comments. Um, they're inaccurate, and um, I want to just confirm this. Israel is not an apartheid state. She has no um, knowledge of the facts. And then for um, Anna May to be given this ultimatum uh, about refuting the statement is
2: shameful, um, and I'm that very- wasn't her. That wasn't the ultimatum, but it looks like she's standing up to that. So let me just uh, give people a little context, and we don't have. Uh, time here. So Jenica Atwin, I mean, for some reason, some of the people in that party are totally obsessed with Israel and the Palestinians, even though, you know, that is completely irrelevant to they're supposed to be the Green Party. And there are a lot of so-called woke people who who say terrible things about Israel, you know, that are completely untrue, and hold it to a very different standard than any of the other countries there. Uh, and, you know, uh, Israel has warts, but that's not one of them. And I just want to point out, they just had an election, they unseated their prime minister of 12 years. And they are now governing with a coalition which has an Arab Islamic party for the first time, so it's hard to say that they are apartheid and there are other, uh, a few other Arab members of parliament. So, you know, you should get a little credit for that. That really well. And, and just to add, um, Hamas
10: are the terrorists. I mean, in fact, just after that peace agreement yesterday, they did the, uh, Hamas triggered these firebombs that made now Israel have to bomb So they're always the instigators, but poor Israel keeps
7: getting
2: Uh, attacked. Okay, so, you know, this is where things probably get a little murky. Hamas is recognized by countries, including Canada, as a terrorist organization. So, uh, you know... um, People who don't give it any criticism, that's something to look at. I don't really, were, we're out of time and, you know, all those things, there are a lot of questions around it. And yes, they sent up some incendiary balloons. And yes, there was retaliation. Uh, but as I said, it's, it's one thing to look at what's happening there and to ask very reasonable questions about it of all sides. But a lot of the things we hear are completely unfair. And on that note, that's all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for the week. We'll be back here on Monday.